Happy holidays. Oh boy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Your favorite timely podcast here. It's Movies Are Real, baby. For the month of December 2022. Hey. I did it. Hello there, everyone. This is George. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about the movies of the month prior and what we're looking forward to the next month. I am here with Ryan Lance. Ho, ho, ho. Your present this year, um... Uh, this is a murder podcast. Oh. True crime. <laughs> I'm going to solve a crime at the end of this podcast. The dictator. Uh, the murder of Sasha Baron Cohen's like character in weird movies? I don't know. I guess so. Uh, Carrie, how are you doing? Uh, bah humbug. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling grumpy, grinchy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. Um, uh, Happy New Year while you're listening to this because uh, it's January 2023. Uh, hello. There. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, before, I'm just going to get out of the way real quick. Um, you know, on this podcast, we, we usually record the podcast and we watch a movie. We're watching 2012's The Dictator right now with Sasha Baron Cohen, a movie I saw with Ryan Lance. We did watch it together, yeah. And I have this no was... memory. I think Snooki's in it for one second. This was like, I think we were still... No, Megan Fox. I think we were still in high school at yes, this time. Yes, yes, definitely. this was like, you know, let's just see a movie with the boys. <laughs> I think it was one of those. So things. that's why I wasn't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Listen, I, I hate to say it, but you would not miss it out on my. Yeah, I never saw this. Yeah, it's. A, I it's think a, our collective opinion was, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, me, yeah, 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 it was fine. Anyways, hello everyone. We're talking about December movies. We got some stuff here. Um, there was some movies. Uh, there was. There's actually quite a bit on this docket to talk about, which is weird because the December box office. There wasn't a lot of stuff. I feel. I feel like that was the thing that there isn't a lot to watch. But whatever. Anyways, Christmas time. Uh, here's John Harbour. No, David Harbour. I can I can I mixed David Harbour and John Leguizamo into one oh. being there. Uh, Violent Night. Uh, David Harbour, Santa Claus. Uh, he's uh, you know, he's like uh, he drinks. He's a little different than Santa Claus. This Santa Claus is not your grandpa, Santa Claus. Um, and then oh oh, John Leguizamo's murdering a bunch of rich people to steal their money. Um, and then, uh, David Harbour has to save a little girl and their, fa- and their shitty family. Um, no. Did we all see this here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ryan Lance, what did you think of Violent Night? Um, it's, it's nice. I think it, I think it really... I mean, it's nice. It's like, isn't it? It's nice. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's perfectly palatable is how I would describe it. <laughs> it's just like... Perfectly palatable. Yes. If, if anyone else was playing this weird version of Santa Claus oh, besides yeah. David Harbour, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like this would be yeah. a very cringe, yeah. awkward, weird be bad movie. Santa 3. But, uh, yeah. But, like, I don't know. He has a very, like, genuineness to him. Yeah. Um, and, like, that just kind of, like... Fit fat rage that like you know you, you'll you'll love to see a man like that kick kick butt mm-hmm. um and that and that's what makes it fun um all the like murder all, all the like villain stuff you know taking money from rich people it's like yeah. all right i get it they're cartoon I mean, people they're cartoon they better. are cartoon people yes which is like okay i guess that's how you would make me i guess side with the rich people but even though, like, one of them is, like, it begins with, like, describing one of, like, the rich relatives as, like, having committed a sex crime recently. It's like, I don't know how you're going to get me to root for that kid after <laughs> you introduce him like that. But, I don't know. It, it's one of those scenes where, like, nothing matters. It's just, you know, watch Santa Claus uh, kill a bunch of people, which is funny. Um, and it's totally fine. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's, it's literally, like, what the trailer is making yeah, it to look yeah. like. 
Yeah. Um, with a lot of, I think my main issue with it though is there is a lot of like explanation for why the main villain hates Christmas. Oh yeah. That's not really necessary. Yeah. Just like when I was a kid and Christmas, and then I and then like five minutes. Yeah. Later, so it's like, and that's why I can't stomach Christmas. That's true. That wasn't very good. <laughs> it's like I okay. Don't, I don't know. Can not just be like, like, I want this money? Yeah, you're like, you guys are rich and awful. Yeah. I want to take your money. Specifically want Christmas money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's all I got to say about Mr. <laughs> Santa Claus. Carrie, what did you think? Uh, I agree with Ryan. I thought it <laughs> that's was, the thing with this movie. It, 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 it is what it is? I really don't know. There's nothing to... There's nothing to analyze. There's nothing to think too much about. Not a lot of dissection with. Uh, no, my, it's, it was fun. And I my thought, thesis on this movie is it's I've been struggling to write it all month. <laughs> it's a challenge. <laughs> I thought the violence was satisfying. So if you want just yeah. a silly, mindless beat 'em up movie, it is a it John Wick like. Yeah, yeah, but a little funnier, a little, yeah. little, little silly. The movie. highlight is um we have this little girl who is communicating with. David Harbour Santa Claus to help and she does like a Home Alone thing oh, but yes. it's Home Alone they did it like well what if Home Alone was actually as violent as stuff would be if you threw a brick right. <laughs> to someone's head and that was probably the most creative and yeah. most standout part in my head was that little section the Home Alone section um, but yeah David, I guess that David Harbour is nice he, I feel like he's been the, ca- the type of character he plays a lot is like Lovable guy who's also tough when he needs to be, mm-hmm. which is what he did in like Black Widow. That's what he does in Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, it's kind of what he's been typecasted in, but I love him. He's good. Yeah. People really thought David Harbour was really attractive in this movie. That's a thing. That's true. He is, he is attractive. That. Yeah, he he's is attractive. Nice I'm just saying. I did shout that out in my letterbox. Yeah. He's very attractive. <laughs> he, has, he, has, he has a charm to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that's Violent Night. It's fine. I would say if, uh, if it's Christmas 2023 and it's on Amazon Prime, I think, sure. Why not? It's gonna be a completely palatable time. Yeah, put that on the Perfectly box. Palatable. Perfectly palatable. It does not offend my taste when I put it on. Ben Kingsley is in the dictator. It turns out, folks. Boy, howdy, huh? There's a lot of weird stuff in this movie. Oh, yep, there, is. there he is. There's Ben Kingsley. I remember there was a part in this movie where he's in bed with Megan Fox. That's what it was. I was like, who was? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyways, the Fableman, Steven Spielberg. He's back, baby. Um, Some would say Golden Globe winner of best drama. Mm-hmm. But we were no, because it's currently December 2020. <laughs> no, I mean, it's January. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyways, The Fablemans. Um, Carrie, how would you describe this movie if someone did not know what the heck this is? Um, it's like a uh, autobiographical look at... Uh, half, half autobiographical, half fantastical look at Steven Spielberg's ascent into a filmmaker. He's a little kid. He's all like, wow, movie. Again, I haven't seen this movie, actually, I'll say this, but I just assume there is a point where he is sitting in a movie theater and is all like, whoa. That's the opening mo- of the yeah, Okay, yeah. <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, it's Steven Spielberg going, the movies. The movies, yeah. yeah for three hours. Right. Um, so yeah, I haven't seen it. You two have seen it. Um, mm-hmm. Carrie, what was your general thoughts on The Fablemans? Apparently Seth Rogen's in it? I didn't know That's this. true. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And uh, we joke that it's about the movies, but it's also a lot more about his family dynamics, like the interplay between his mom and his dad and then them having to move and drama associated with that. So it's more of him contending with probably the things that happened in his childhood. And how film is basically like his outlet for dealing with this. Exactly. Not like, not like horrible family life, just like, 
you know, a lot of like complicated, complicated like feelings and like weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely an Oscars movie. Yes. Like that is like what they need to go go into it. Like it has like all those basic stuff. Like his dad's like, when are you gonna put this hobby? Who's Paul movie? Dano? Right, Paul yes. Dano. Yeah, Paul Dano is amazing. He is very movie. good. I, I've been saying it. I don't want to be that person yet again, but mm. here we are. He's yet great. again. <laughs> yeah, he's all like, when are you going to put this hobby of movies aside? And he's like, but dad, I love the movies. It's not a hobby, dad. Um, he's like, when are you going to be a, he was a science man. When are you going to be computer <laughs> man? When are you going to put on science man dad pants like me? <laughs> and then his mom's like, I have... Uh, a lot of uh, personality issues. I just adopted a monkey. And I'm an artist. <laughs> and I'm an artist, yeah. And who plays it? Michelle, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Who is crazy good. Like <laughs> a, so a very good, good Michelle Williams uh, performance here. Oh, okay. And Seth Rogen plays friend of Paul Dano. They yeah. like work together and are friends. Yeah, it's a uh, family friend. So when they when we go on uh, little like camping trips with the... He's like three sisters. Yes, it's oh. like him, his three sisters, his mom and dad, and and, and good old Uncle Seth. Seth. Is there. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> is he the guy who's all like, "Yeah, movies, let's do them," or no? He, he's very he's like encouraging. Yeah, he's very encouraging. But there's also an actual uncle character who shows up, who is like a. Was he an actor or a director or something? Yeah, yeah. He he like worked in the movies a bit. Yeah, he was an industry guy. Yeah, yeah. Gets to talk to mm. Steven a little bit. Okay. Or Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Steven, Sammy. <laughs> so what is it about this movie, I guess, that um because everything you explained to me, like so far I was like, yeah, this is what I thought it would be. Like, what is it about that would like it is best movie as according to the Golden Globes? Like, is it like I think it just like it it does a lot and none of it feels like exhausting as well as all the performances are very good specifically mm-hmm. from like the parents because like and the main kid's really good too yeah and the main kid's very good which is you know always which is a being in a steven spielberg scene is always like oh but when you're playing basically steven spielberg it's like okay that's that's a, <laughs> that's gotta be a tough t- tough uh tough shoes to fill there but it's just like, you know, following him as like a young kid and then all the family trauma. Um, and then I feel like a lot of like the stuff goes on with when he moves to uh, California and mm-hmm. goes into um, school there. And it's, you know, this very different from the life that he's used to. Yeah. Uh, specifically, a lot of, you know, anti-Semitism, ah. which, you know, was very drawn when, like, the first half of the movie has none of that. And right. then you hear, you know, all those, like, anti-Semitic slurs. And it's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> I was not ready for this. And then, you know, being isolated from, like, all his friends and everything. And then going back to movies as, like, an outlook for dealing with, you know, everything is, is, is just very nice. And then, because it's Steven Spielberg, it's framed like a great movie there's a lot of like interesting shots and a lot of interesting character dynamics specifically with a lot of the uh, bullies at the school mm-hmm. i think that was probably the most interesting scene with me is you know the final interaction with him and like the main bully character mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just and then like the ending uh has like a very fun uh, david lynch cameo <laughs> um as john ford which Man, I, I don't know how he hasn't gotten any Best Supporting Actor <laughs> nominations because that was very good. Um, and yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's just everything about it. It's just like, that was very good. 
Right. Like, objectively, very, very well made, Mr. Spielberg, you right. did it again. It, it feels like, uh, kind of like licorice pizza, just strictly structure-wise, because it feels like we're going from vignette to vignette oh, okay. his life. It's like, here's this thing, let's work through this, and then we go on the camping trip, or we go to this part, or this part. So it feels like you're watching a series of small little episodes. Yeah, no. just like small it's important moments life. in this person's yeah. okay. life. Okay. It's Okay. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I yeah. would. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I need to get that done yeah, before we do our best of. Uh, that's the Fableman's After Sun. This is 824, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I've seen a trailer for this. And by seeing a trailer, I mean I have seen a thumbnail for it, and I haven't <laughs> clicked on it because I thought it was a movie for next year. And I was like, I'll watch that in the movie theater. But apparently it's out already. Ryan, do you know what this movie, can you explain what this movie is? Yes, this is um, a movie about um, a young, uh, recently divorced father um, going on a little vacation with his um, 11-year-old daughter? I'd say maybe a little older than that. I'd yeah. say like 13. Yeah, thir- like middle school-age yeah. daughter. And the whole movie is just them like spending time like at this like hotel yeah it feels like a resort kind of resort thing. kind of thing mm-hmm. um and that's really it yeah. it's just and she's it's, filming it on like a handheld camera yes they have a handheld camera and she share. films a lot of it yeah and it's just their interactions and their relationship and just exploring you know what she is going through at her age as well as you know clearly you know there's a lot of depression in this father's life that he's trying to you know, not make clear to his daughter, um, but it's, you know, it's it, it feels like it's at a boiling point for him, mm-hmm. so it's hard to, um, hard to, like, you know, keep that down at all times. But, yeah, it's just, it's just an emotional drama talking about a, a father-daughter relationship. At a cool hour and 30 minutes, folks. Oh, my God, that's a stamp of quality if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Uh, Carrie, yeah, did you have anything to say yeah, about that? I think this movie is fantastic. It's okay. very emotional, and it, uh, it it will hit you in the feels, oh. guaranteed. <coughs> did you see it in a movie? Did y'all see this in a movie theater? Or did you yeah, see it yes. playing, we were the we were bit. the yeah. only ones there. <laughs> okay, that was a, a weekend of us being the only ones there. <laughs> yes, I think we had the same server every time too. <laughs> I think I remember that the I next think, time. I think we literally were in the exact same theater yeah. both nights. This is the one we did for the, the one. Same seats. Yeah. So that was when we did After Sun, and then the next night we did White Noise. Yeah. Uh, it was a great weekend. That was the fun double feature. Okay. I will say I'm glad we did this After Sun first. Yes. Not White Noise first. That would have been a bummer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I still can't, you still can't rent it on, on the old uh, streaming platforms. It's yeah. one of those... Okay. I wonder why it was so limited. Probably because it's a hard sell. I would it doesn't think. sound like a really big movie. Like no. it's just like it's a very very intimate. Yeah. No, I would be surprised if this movie cost more than a billion dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's really good though. It, it is a very good like performance thing. It's all based on um, an experience the director had with her father, um, apparently. So it's semi autobiographical. Um, but yeah, very like just just a good performance thing, and it's been rated like one of the best movies okay. of the year. So I think that's why me and Carrie were interested in seeing like what it was. Charlotte Wells, yeah, not familiar with anything that they've done before. Okay, cool. That's After Sun, folks. 
Uh, this is again. This is this is the podcast with the most movies George has not seen. So this is mostly <laughs> Carrie and Ryan woo, showed uh, woo. today. Uh, the Adult Swim Yule Log. From reading this on the show notes, sounds like not a movie, but I'm told it is a movie. Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by the same people who did write the Too old, Many Cooks. Too Many Cooks. Oh. Like, Too many cooks. <laughs> but. Uh, it starts off as uh, a Yule log, a Yule log, and it goes on like that for like three or four minutes. But you find out that uh, oh, okay. one of our main characters is a guy who makes those Yule log videos and uploads them to YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they're staying. Him and his girlfriend are staying. Oh, that sounds this, great! In this actually. Airbnb and. Uh, a lot of weird it's a, a big big year for airbnb movies last yeah. year but uh same sort of setup as barbarian where they're trying to have this getaway and he's trying to propose to his girlfriend but then a group of stoners show up and have also rented this airbnb but also there's this element of the cops coming by and being like now this is on sacred land and i saw that our evil tree is has been cut down <laughs> do you know anything about that and big adult like, <laughs> swim <laughs> okay. but but so and then so as the night progresses some weird things begin okay happening. that sounds great actually it's yeah. so it's so funny it, it this movie literally has everything in, like <laughs> and it's it's very interesting just because like it, it begins with like just that shot of the yule log right. And it kind of stays that way for a long time. Like, you kind of, like, hear things happening outside the Yule Log. Mm-hmm. And then, like, eventually it, like, slowly pans out and you see, like, more of, like, the people. But for the most part, you are just watching a Yule Log oh, for a lot great. of the time. That sounds really <laughs> But then, like, once it, like, gets, like, movie-movie, it is very, like, the nonsense parts of two many cooks. Yeah, I was say, it sounds like something from um, those guys or those people. Yeah, it is, it is a very fascinating film. And it <laughs> yeah. was just, you know just kind of dropped it was right. just on adult swim apparently one night yeah well i i saw it because i was looking for something to watch on hulu uh, uh, hbo max oh, okay. and uh, i went to horror and it was at the top of the horror <laughs> section and i was like what <laughs> and so i didn't think anything of it but then everyone was talking about it the next day and apparently i saw it like right as it dropped uh. <laughs> and i was like oh so then i watched it that day <laughs> okay well, that's not yeah, this was really this was marketed as like it was on Adult Swim. Like, hey, we're just gonna show a Yule log. <laughs> that's all we're gonna do. Right. Um, and then it was, you know, what it was. And then just it was put on HBO Max the next day, and it really blew up from there. So okay, yeah, it's it's very very fun. I'm gonna add that to my watch. It's, it's hard for me to like. I don't think I gave it like a rating just because like I don't know how to rate this because right. it's so <laughs> it's so weird. But it is very fun and very interesting. Okay, cool. All right, continuing the movies I don't know anything about. The Eternal Daughter, which I... Actually, no, I saw a poster for this, and then I saw Ryan's review, which apparently this is a movie in the Souvenir universe. Damn it! Yes, I didn't know either when I started watching it. (laughs) Okay, good. I was like, like, (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, what happened was, like, I I was like... Because it was a very good movie. It's, It's all about, like, um... Tilda Swinton plays like herself, her basically the director, a di- self-insert character. Yeah, they're self self-insert character, and she is like on a little vacation with her mom, who's also played by by, by Tilda Swinton, and it's just like them interacting, having like this 
vacation while she's like old and you know clearly there's you know been a lot of like stuff going on in their relationship that they're trying to you know have some like time together with um very like soft and intimate but also you know some eras of you know a little spooky but like more atmospheric and just more dramatic but then like when I, when I finished the movie, like, that was very good. Like, I looked down with the letterbox, and I scrolled down t- to, like, movies in this series, and I saw the souvenir <laughs> part one, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Am I missing something? <laughs> and apparently, because, like, the souvenir has, like, Tilda Swinton and then her daughter. Her, Tilda Swinton's real-life daughter. Real-life daughter. Joanna Hogg's and, self-insert character. And basically, this takes place years after, yeah. where Tilda Swinton is now playing her daughter's character, and Tilda Swinton. Age. And Tilda Swinton is in the souvenir as well, playing the mom of the yes. Joanna Hogg character, and, who and, is played by her real life daughter. Yes. So <laughs> crazy. So then in this movie, yes, Tilda Swinton is playing the aged up version of the character originally played by her real life daughter, and also reprising her role as that character's mom. Yes. With with <laughs> With some pretty good old old lady yeah. makeup, yeah. But yeah, this is it's also a big like, oh, they shot this in COVID. Well yeah. Cause, uh. Cause there is <laughs> there are like four characters. <laughs> yeah. And two of them are Tilda Swift. Yeah, and it's a running bit of the movie where her and her mom are like, Are we the only because they're at oh, like yeah, a little right. bed and breakfast type thing that's mm-hmm. like a really small hotel in this English countryside, it feels yes. like. And uh they're trekking in, and there's the one, one of the best parts is the receptionist. I love yes, her character; she's, she's very so funny. funny. But uh, she is like a kind of an over over her job character, but not in an obnoxious way. Just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> when they're checking in, Tilda Swinton is like, "I want to guarantee that we have this specific room," because she's trying to take her mom. Her mom lived. It's like a big house. Her mom lived in this house for a period of time before it became like a hotel. Yeah. And uh, she wanted a specific room that overlooked the garden. And the girl was like, I don't know. I don't know if we can guarantee that room for the next day. And then, But then as they're moving through the hotel, you never see any other yes. guests. So they're like, are we the only people here? Why can't we get our room? And also, like, then, then like, after that interaction, they, like, turn to, like, the keys. And, like, all the keys are still there because there's no one there. It's like, oh, okay. It's so funny. But it's... I don't, it's hard for me to describe this, but it is another very good, like, oh, Tilda Swinton is doing oh, yeah. good performances, and this is clearly very well-written yeah. and well-directed. And it stands on its own, even if you haven't yeah. seen the souvenir movies, it works. Which, yeah, which is very interesting. Yeah, that's why it was so surprising. It was like, <laughs> what the heck? It's definitely a different vibe from the okay. souvenir movies, because those are a lot more... After you this realize... I, w- I was going to say those are a lot more serious. This isn't, un- this isn't goofy, but the, <laughs> those movies are a lot more, oh my god. <laughs> this yes. movie is just kind of more... Reflective. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Because I was about to say, like, when you when you realize this was a sequel, did that, like, make anything in the movie, like, oh... No, no, not... Okay. It's just more of like, oh, we're still doing this. Joanna Hogg is exploring her life and her okay. relationship with her mother more, and I am here for it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Now it's wild that this is a a, tri- a trilogy it's of films. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, four trilogy in, of movies. Yeah. Very, very, very few people have seen. In my review, I definitely made the this is my multiverse of madness ah. joke because her real life dog is in the movies too. <laughs> That's her real dog. <laughs> it's a very good dog. It's a good dog. 
Interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the Eternal Dollar, I guess. Apparently, you can watch it even if you haven't seen the other Souvenir movies. Um, White Noise. Noah Baumbach is back, Woo! baby. Clap. <laughs> uh, Noah Baumbach is back, folks. Back on Netflix with another motion picture that is sure to be as popular and as beloved and as everyone's going to love it. Critically as, uh, acclaimed. Critically acclaimed that movie. We'll get a Criterion release oh, for sure. Immediately. Like, that's the only version you can get of it. Uh, White Noise with Adam Driver and Gerda Gerwig is, and Don Cheadle also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I guess this is the movie I have seen, so I guess I could explain it. I didn't know this until afterwards, but apparently this is an adaptation of a book. Yes. A um, small book, actually. A book that I've heard people describe as unfilmable. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess makes sense. Yeah. I, I almost bought this book. I looked at it at Barnes & Noble, and it was... It looked like it was like 200 pages, and I was oh. like, how the hell is this movie a 200-page book? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot going on in this movie, but the, the, the gist is we Adam Driver here is the number one expert in the world on Hitler. This guy, he knows Hitler... <laughs> In and out, you know? every And everybody loves that he knows so much about Hitler. It's super cool that he knows so much Very about Hitler. Awesome. Um, and he's married to Gerda Gerwig, who are each other's fourth? Yes. Third or fourth? Yeah, fourth. Like that. Fourth spouse. And they have kids from many other relationships and marriages. And they're all a little bunch of freaks and weirdos. But one of them is really smart and really like knows a lot about... like. Uh, I guess science and medicine and all this shit. Uh, one of them is a little sneak. Like, they know this. Their mother, Gerda Gerwig, is hiding something. And she's really, um, I don't know, just like a little crafty, sneaky little kid. Um, the youngest has no personality, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. They're just... His personality is four. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, was there four kids or three? There was four kids. Who was the other one? Um, it was another sister. Okay, yeah. Um... Anyways, so this movie is split up into three parts where, where the first part was just like, oh, Adam Driver loves Hitler and we love that about him. That's great. He doesn't know German. Isn't that embarrassing? And then the second part... He loves, uh, let's be, let me look. He loves discussing He loves Hitler. discussing Hitler. He doesn't love Hitler. No. He loves the Intellectually, he loves him. Yes. He yes. finds him fascinating. Yes. Um, uh, and then the second part... Uh, what do they call it? The toxic, toxic event. event. Yes. Great uh, band name. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a band. A yeah, weird exactly. natural disaster happens. Well, Adam Driver is in complete denial of it. Like, this, that's never happens here. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I mean, it's coming. It looks pretty bad. Oh, no, it's fine. I mean, it blows it. It's fine. Um, and so then that happens, and they survive through that. In the third part of the movie, uh, we find out what Gerda Gerwig was being all weird and was hiding pills, and we find we go through this whole rabbit hood of the rabbit hole of these pills, and this guy who makes the pills, and uh, yeah, and then that resolves, and then the movie ends. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff that happens in this movie. Um, there's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of co- commentary about consumerism in the '80s, which is where it takes place. There's a lot of stuff being thrown around. And if you're not catching any of the stuff, it just seems like a really weird movie with Adam Driver being very funny because he's a real little weirdo freak. Um, and sometimes that's all a movie needs to be, George. Sometimes that's what I, that's the stuff I liked about it, at least. Um, all the stuff with Adam Driver was great, and that's so what I gotta say. He's funny. really weird. Um, yeah, that's all I, I I thought it was. I enjoyed the parts that 
I enjoy because of that. I enjoy the first two parts more than the third part. The first two parts we get a lot more of that weird Adam Driver stuff, um, and then the third part is like weird tonal shift and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know if I recommend this movie to anybody though. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, Carrie. What do you? Yeah. Uh, I thought this movie was awesome. <laughs> I love this movie. This is one of those movies that was exactly my kind of movie because it's like. Everyone's insane. <laughs> the dialogue is fucking weird. Everyone's doing things that don't make sense. Yeah. And it's surreal and absurd. And I love it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... I think that might be the hardest I've laughed in a movie theater. <laughs> At least in the month of December, for sure. But yeah, I think that that movie's fantastic. And I think Adam Driver is fucking hilarious in it. Adam Driver is very is a very very good comedian. He's so fucking he, funny. He has he has such a unique <laughs> sense of like delivery because like I guess I'd compare it to like Michael Shannon in mm. um, Knives Out because like he's a, he's a very angry he, like he has there's like an anger in him. Yeah, there's so, so like, so the, Yeah, so when he delivers like weird comedy, it's like oh this is amazing actually. Um, but yeah, I do agree that like I feel like the third part is definitely my least favorite i think it has some interesting stuff with it and tonally and visually it is completely different mm-hmm. but the way it resolves is very funny <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's just i don't know it's just so fun and weird and each part is so different but like always entertaining because it's always <laughs> adam driver kind of just being confused but like angrily confused yeah. like why oh gee oh and it's every literally every movie genre <laughs> yes all in one there's even like a horror scene where he has that weird sleep paralysis dream mm-hmm. and it goes on for so long <laughs> where the demon like just goes takes a wicked piss and then goes back into his <laughs> i forgot about that part ah oh, so funny oh it's so good mm-hmm it did remind me a little bit of the dead don't die, which is yeah, how I knew baby. you would like it. Carrie. Like, this is what this reminds me of. Um, but yeah, I don't I know. I do think I do think unre- uh, like um, underrepresented in the the discussion of this film was Don Cheadle's greatness. Yes. He is very funny. I love how he his whole he's another professor with Adam Driver, and he's trying to kickstart like a program about Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, he's his Hitler. Yeah. yeah, he's like. Elvis is my Hitler. <laughs> to him, it's just Elvis is Elvis. But to me, he's like my Hitler. <laughs> and, you know, one of the best parts of the movie is, you know, them, like, have, like, a dual lecture where they're both talking about, like, Elvis and Hitler, like, at, at the, the same, same time. time. It feels like choreographed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's so fucking It's funny. so strange. <laughs> and every month's like, yo, this guy's spitting. <laughs> no. Yeah, it really was just like it. a class, like, and like, because it's the 80s, like, I don't know how the word of mouth on this yeah. class happened because people just like are floating into this yeah. small auditorium. It's really funny. Just like, oh my God, we gotta check out this Hitler Elvis discussion. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> At the end. <laughs> it's so funny. Hitler's mother was above it. Um, Hitler's yeah. mother coddled him. <laughs> they slept in the same bed. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and then it ends in a musical number uh, by LCD, musical LCD number. Sound System. Yeah, I listen to that song a lot. It's very catchy. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a. Uh, it's definitely not for everyone. Um, it's an acquired taste of a movie, but it's certainly. But if it's your taste, good oh taste. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. Dream, dream, triple feature. Mm-hmm. Dead Don't Die, mm-hmm. Annette, this. 
<laughs> I, I'm not going to the bathroom during the middle of this. <laughs> I really have no clue um, what way Barbie's going to go. Like, uh, yeah, I, I have no clue. Because I, I got told, like, because um, Donna Jo, who's my wife, our good friend, like she was really excited for the Barbie movie, and I was like, you know, that's being like directed by the the the, the fucking uh, oh my god, I can't forget her name, Lady Bird director and the person who did Marriage Story and what noise is wrote it. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see how that turns out. But yeah. Anyways, uh, Babylon. Speaking of Margot Robbie, who is the star of Barbie. Uh, another movie I didn't see. Damon Chazelle, baby, he's back uh, from Whiplash and La La Land to make a movie about Hollywood again. Again, <laughs> yeah. but this time, this edgy. Yeah, I think this was made like in because like he made after La La Land he made First Man, and even though like the critics really liked that, like no one I saw forgot it. Forgot about First exactly. Man. I'm gonna be honest. I started First Man and I fell asleep. That I think that might have <laughs> so been the problem. He he might have been mad at me. I so I, this definitely feels like he was trying to recapture that because you know, it's another Hollywood movie, but it feels like like the B side to La La Land, but also, like, the B-side is covered in cum and blood. Okay. That's how I would describe this movie. And A is, like, super clean and shiny and sparkly a little yes, bit. Yes, it's a very sweet, like, like, there's, no, like, no, like, sexual stuff in that movie either. No. Yeah, no, but, like, it is very front and center in this one. Um, it's also, like, kind of, like, divvied up more between, like, a lot of different characters because mm-hmm. there is... Margot Robbie, who wants to be uh, a movie star, and this and it's set bet- in like the high the high point of silent film era. Basically. Oh, okay. Um, and it goes into like when you know the talkies started, basically. Um, and then there is another character who basically wants to work in Hollywood as a producer, and he kind of does like crap jobs for various people trying to get that trying to get into the industry and then Brad Pitt's character who is uh you know already a big movie star right. and just like him you know going about doing his thing um as well as there's you know some smaller things there is a man who wants to uh be in the pictures as a doing like his jazz music he's a trumpet player am I right and then there is um like a that that Asian lady like what does she do again because yeah. she was in the pictures for a little bit she was mostly like a weird performer in like the weird yeah, sex shows. Seemed, yeah, she seemed to just be a, like someone who came and did performances at the parties. Yeah. She seemed like a dancer. Kind yeah. of. I don't know. I don't know if she... She seemed like an entity that everyone knew about. Like, ah, here she is. Yes. <laughs> and the movie's like three hours. <laughs> yeah. It is long and it is loud and it is wild. And I think to its detriment, it begins with... Cause you know, like in the trailers, George, like yeah. it had like the big party yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the first like twenty minutes of the movie. This insane, like, like just unlike imaginable sex, weird, cocaine, orgy, piss, shit, elephant party. Just what like, I imagine just the movie like, climaxes. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Climax is. Climax is like I I had what I couldn't get the idea of Damien Chazelle being a squeaky clean little little guy out of my head while I was watching Babylon. So yeah. everything, no matter how crazy it was, everything felt sanitized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Th- that might just be me, but 
when you're watching Climax, you're like, oh, this guy's a fucking freak. <laughs> so anyways, and the rest of the movie is not that? Um, It's still crazy. Mm-hmm. It just has a lot less of that. Um, and I think, at least to me, like, it beginning that hard and, like, just, like, relentlessly, like, visual just nonsense like i feel like that was to its detriment because it was just like what am i looking at like what is going on (laughs) here um and then it like goes on and basically just becomes the sound of music oh like it's and like what annoys me is like it like it like plays like we know and it's like but you're just doing sound of music the ending of this movie is fucking insane it is insane (laughs) um but is it good well, the, the ending—the ending by itself. No, I think it's stupid. I think I think this it's movie, really funny. I think this movie has like scenes and sequences that are really, really good. I really agree. But as a whole, it is an absolute mess. It is a it is a I, crazy mess. I think I like it more than I dislike it, but I also feel like it has some. But yeah. there are some scenes like Damien Chazelle is extremely talented. The yes, knows how to make a good scene, and there's yes. so many, especially cut with like sound and yeah, music. Exactly, there's so many really well crafted scenes, and the entire movie has a really good magnetic energy. I thought I was never bored watching it. I don't know. No, you're never think, bored. But it's just, I don't know. It feels weird coming from him, but I don't. Yeah, know it sounds know. bloated. <laughs> also, it, it yes, is a bit yes, bloated. Yeah. there's too many characters doing stuff. What is Tobey Maguire doing in this fucking? Oh movie? my god, one of the, the best, best one of the best parts of the one, <laughs> like when I'm talking about like the great seeds, he is basically um, towards the end, like Margot Robbie like has had her rise yeah, and fall. She has her ascent into stardom, and then she kind of loses her popularity and yes. gets into some trouble with some gambling and some yes. gangsters. And Tobey Maguire is the lead of like these mafia people, and he is. The slipperiest little <laughs> grossest man you've ever That's seen, awesome. and it is such a funny and, and like also like very good performance. Mm-hmm. Like he is a little creep. Like you, <laughs> you feel like like I can take this guy out because he looks weak, but also I'm so scared. Your punches would just slide off. right off yeah. of him. But it's also like oh, I'm also terrified of this man. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's one of the best parts. And then also I really liked. Um, one of the bits is basically the sound of music is when they start doing the talkies, um, Margot Robbie has a very like Harley Quinn-esque voice. Uh-huh. So she's like, hey, like it's like a New Jersey kind of thing. So when the tar- talkies start, it's like, oh. <laughs> and like one of, the be- one of the best scenes is like her trying to do her first talkie. Yeah. And this just, is my favorite scene of the whole It movie. is a very, very <laughs> good scene. And just, like, all the, like, no one knows how to make this work because no one's done this before. Mm-hmm. She's, like, not used to doing it. They're, like, we need... They're, it's, it's them, it's exploring the set of a movie incorporating audio and having to think about audio for the first time. Yes. So they have, uh. like, specific marks they have to hit because that's where the mic is. They have an audio guy monitoring stuff and they mm-hmm. have the camera in this box because the camera would be too loud mm-hmm. if they had it not in that box. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's such a good scene. And then also Margot Robbie can't be too loud because her voice... Right. right. Voice she has, she has to, she's a very, like, you know, she became popular because she's a very magnetic, movable performer. But now she has to stay stiff and under the microphone. Right. And it's very fascinating. Cut very tense and sweaty. So it's a very, very good sequence. It, it's a shame there's a rest of the movie. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay. Oh, that's Babylon. That feels um, like a movie. And then, and then another scene I thought was good, but also weird is um, the rise of like the, the trumpet guy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. That was a rough scene. Oof, yeah. Um, oh. It's this um, uh, bl- black guy and... You know, he would do music for the movies. Like he, there was had, oh. had a jazz band oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he like, and they were trying to do like the, the musical stuff and it's like, why aren't this working? And then like, he pitches to... Uh, the main character, who's now a producer at this point, being like, you know, you should be filming us because we're, like, doing things. And he's like, that's great. So he, like, becomes kind of like the first, like, black performer in Hollywood specifically for doing uh, jazz music. And one of the roughest scenes is him, like, doing, like, a show and, like, because of, like, the lighting and his skin tone, they're like, Uh... you look too white. Yeah, and in we're trying to some of the darker skin tones of the rest of the band yeah. members. So like the producer guy um who is um he he's a Mexican fella. Um so he like has to do the awkward thing of like talking to the person of color is like, "Hey, you need to you need to darken your face." And it is uh, a very tense uh, awkward uncomfortable scene. You could just like the 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 jazz guy doesn't say anything for the most part. He's just like you just see like him processing like mm-hmm. everything and just like I really, really hate this. It's a, it's a very good scene. Right, it's just yeah. also very rough. It also like, yeah. oh boy, Hollywood sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I yeah, think, I think that is the most succinct point of. I think Chazelle was trying to be like the dark side of Hollywood. Yeah. I think that was the most effective of uh, like okay. Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes, and especially just like because it's really the two. Because they're really the only two people of color working in Hollywood at this yeah. current point. So it's just like very uncomfortable, especially for them to be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, at least to me, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I feel like those three seeds were you're like, this is very good. Also, all the Brad Pitt stuff kind of sucked. Mm. I mean, Brad Pitt kind of sucked. He's yeah. kind of a wooden guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was glad I was worried because I was hesitant about seeing this. So I was worried there would be too much Brad Pitt, not a, not too much no. Brad Pitt. A, a tasteful, well, as tasteful as you can be with Brad Pitt, yeah. amount of Brad Pitt. Okay. But I think this movie is good, but I think it's also with like several asterisks that I yes. think this movie is good. I think this is a movie that I would recommend watching at home with the ability to pause to, to sure. take a break every <laughs> once in a while because it's. It's a bit much. It also feels like a movie's gonna be forgotten to time. Yes. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It doesn't feel not even close as much of like a moment like yeah. La La Land was. I don't think it'll have. It also borrows a lot of musical tunes from um, musical cues from La La Land, which yeah. I I didn't even notice. <laughs> I I noticed it a lot. I don't know why because I haven't seen La La Land in a while. But like you'd like hear a few like bup, 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 like just oh. like just like in there, and it's just like that's very cool. And like it, like makes sense because they're both Hollywood movies. But like when one is so like bigger and grosser than the other yeah. one, it just feels weird right. and, and it doesn't like connect as well. Like if they were both like they share the same record in your analogy, Ryan. Yeah, exactly. It's it's I don't know. It's 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 bizarre. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna watch Babylon. I have no interest in it. It's too yeah, long. That's fair. Also, everybody who's seen Boogie Nights says this movie's just Boogie Nights. I haven't seen Boogie Nights. And I haven't seen so Boogie Nights. And I'd rather see Boogie Nights. Yeah, people, so. My friend who really likes Boogie Nights said that the Tobey Maguire scene is reminiscent of that. Uh, oh, for Melina's scene? Yes. Okay. So, I, I also started Boogie Nights and then stopped watching it. 
Mm. Not for any Boogie Nights bad reasons. I just was like, I don't think I'm in. Not in the mood. I'm not ready for this. Not ready to boogie today. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. Speaking about not ready to boogie, not great time. Darren Obnoski, our my best friend, director of the film Mother, uh, director of the film Noah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Which I forget anything about it. It's got Emma Watson in it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yep, here we go. The Whale. Um, with Brandon Fraser and Sadie Sink of uh, Stranger Things and uh, that one Fear Street movie. And Brandon Fraser of Brandon Fraser fame. You may know me as the guy in George of the Jungle. Um, Kara, you saw this. None of us wanted to watch it. You no, saw I it. I took the bullet. Uh-huh. And uh, for you at, the, at home. <laughs> as I understand, you. this is a movie about a dad and a daughter. Yeah. Um, Basically, I don't know how much I need to get into, but basically, it becomes clear that this man has a week to live. And he's like, I gotta fix all this shit in my life. Okay. But he's also a very overweight man who has a lot of mobility issues, can't really leave his apartment on his own, has a lot of health issues, obviously, with his impending death. And, uh... So it's him, and he also teaches an online writing course. Hmm. And I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I just didn't like this movie. <laughs> it's not very good. Like, it, like the, my main problem with this movie is the, the like whole conceit of it is people are amazing, but the entire time I just it feels like a movie that is making fun of this man it's not but it feels like it is because i just don't trust darren aronofsky sure that was I like i think he's a douche yeah so. that was the main reason why i didn't watch also because, same like, here it seems like a everyone's calling it like the return of brandon fraser and i was like it seems like brandon fraser could deserve better yeah I agree. <laughs> he's, he's really good his performance is good i i also this is based on a stage play oh. so i don't know how much of the writing is darren aronofsky or the stage play. play but he is the still sucks yeah. It's so stupid. And uh, it's just, it's a movie that insists that you, it's like, isn't this so much compassion? Isn't this wonderful? But it's not lending that same compassion to this character. In my opinion, it feels, there's just so many scenes that are, that feel like they're verging on parody. Like, it's just insane. And I don't know. I don't know if it would be different if it's, because it plays like um like an addiction type movie. Because there's a lot of tension that comes from you watching him give into his bad habits, even mm. though you know that it's detrimental to his health. But it just feels like a movie that didn't need to be made, honestly. But I think the guy who wrote the play, I think it was partially based on his own life, if I remember correctly. So it might be something mm. that he went through. So in that case, fine. Work out your shit. Maybe don't give it to Darren Aronofsky because even if this was like, I don't know. I just, this might just be a personal carry hang up, but you guys seem to agree that I just don't think that Darren Aronofsky is a compassionate person. No, he hasn't made compassionate movies. Yeah, no. no, I'm like, like, that's why. Have you seen Requiem for a Dream? (laughs) Is that a very I think the closest, like grounded Darren Aronofsky movie to this would be The Wrestler. It's sort of... Yeah, yeah, similar. yeah, sure. I forget but, he does that. He did yeah. that. Because that's why I wasn't interested. Because, like, I would... I'd be... I would watch a movie with Brendan Fraser playing a character who, you know, I would assume, like, depression and, like, 
you know, bad life decision got him to this point where it's affecting his health in such a terrible so way. So Brendan Fraser's the wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would watch that, but I don't. Darren Aronofsky like leading the charge makes me like right. I don't trust like the writing or how you present this or just any of also it seemed you, like a miserable movie. it seemed like a bad time so fucking miserable and yeah. it's like it doesn't pay off in a good way like the final scene I a lot of people like this movie and if you do I'm not saying that you shouldn't but I just feel like it doesn't really work for mm. at least for me I don't know it just all feels like it's playing like a joke but it's not it's serious but I will say that Hong Chow from uh she was also in the menu she played the oh like the tortillas delicious tortillas yes. <laughs> she the scene the only parts of this movie that work for me are the scenes between her and Brendan Fraser who is she in this movie she is uh you guys aren't gonna watch this so this is kind of a plot <laughs> spoiler but uh spoilers for the whale she's a like a doctor uh, and uh, she will come over and help him with his uh, health okay. issues, mm. or she'll bring him stuff that she that he needs, or she'll help him out. And uh, you find out there's this whole other element where there's this uh, door-to-door religious guy who happens upon Brendan Fraser and uh, makes it his personal mission to save Brendan Fraser oh, and bring Christ. him to the light. Yeah, it's so much of that. But then you find out that uh because he's trying to re-establish the connection with his daughter whom he walked out on because he was in love with one of his male students oh. and so uh they were in a relationship but that male student got involved with the same it's like i don't remember what they call it like bright hope or something it's some religious group that uh the boyfriend was also involved with when he was a kid but then it made his family distance themselves from him once he came out and was with Brendan Fraser. But uh, Hong Chao, is, they were adopted. Hong Chao is his adopted sister. Oh. So that's the connection between her and Brendan Fraser. Okay. So those scenes really work because it's her and uh, the the reason that he spirals into this depression is the boyfriend winds up killing himself because okay. of all of the tumultuous yeah. religious and so then she tends to Brendan Fraser because she doesn't want to watch another person that she loves die. But here we are. Mm-hmm. But seems like uh, a bummer. It's such a bummer. <laughs> and it's not even a well-executed bummer. So yeah. it feels like a waste of time. I usually love a bummer. Like, I know. But uh, so all the scenes, because you can tell that she has a genuine care for him. So those scenes kind of work. And her performance is just really good. So I like those parts. Everything that Sadie Sink does is just annoying, oh, but that's her character. I was going to ask. Because she has a lot of resentment for Brendan Fraser, right. obviously. So she's just basically, he reaches out to her because he knows he's going to uh-huh. die, but uh, he just wants to spend time with her. Uh-huh. So he's like offering to give her money and she just comes over and he does her homework for her. And it's just, it's all very depressing and not worth it. Okay. And also just not well done. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what I thought about this. But I, Brendan Fraser's performance is good. I just wish he was in a better, a better movie. movie. Mm-hmm. So if he were to get acting accolades for it, I wouldn't say they're undeserved. But I just don't. You want just don't. You to get rewards. The, the only <laughs> awards this movie needs is Brendan Fraser specific awards. Yes. Okay, I'm also fine <laughs> with that. Mm. But yeah, I I'd, I'd say it's bad. 
Okay. Well, that's the whale, folks. Um, I don't know what to tell you. There we go. More like the hater. Damn. I know, right? Speaking of whales, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) James Cameron is back, folks. It has been a decade. It has been more than a decade. Decade and change. We are here, ladies and gentlemen, in in January to discuss... It's the sequel to Avatar, Avatar The Way of Water, starring James Cameron, your good friend Sam Worthington, your best friend Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver is here as a child, uh, as a teenager, Stephen Lang, he's back baby, Stephen Lang, the highlight of the first Avatar, incredible Stephen Lang, of course. Uh, and Kate Winslet, um, where do we start here, um, so you guys saw it first, Yes. I saw it later, um, because I was on... I guess we both saw it 3D at Alamo yes. Draft House. Alamo Draft House. Yes. How did you? See I it? saw it first by myself after a winter storm, like I did the first Avatar, <laughs> uh, in Alamo Draft House at regular 3D, and then I saw it subsequently in IMAX 3D at high frame rate. Oh. Um, I guess I'll start here. <laughs> um, so I don't like the the first Avatar very much. I rewatched it in anticipation for this on an airplane on my phone, as James Cameron intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I thought that's a movie. I don't know. That's a movie. I guess it's, it's the same. It stands with wolves, as everyone says. It's fern gullies, as everyone says. Nothing, whatever. Um, I watched. It, so I watched it on my phone. I watched the not remastered version because the new version that they're showing in theaters and it's only been available in theaters, can't watch it yet, they haven't released in 4K, is a remastered version of that because guess what? In the decade plus, your CG effects, they don't look good anymore that good. I mean, they look fine, but like the main characters look good, but like the creatures look weird and it, it, it could look better. So I watched, not the extended cut also. And my thought is that the movie's entertaining. It's fine. It's not very good. I never saw it in 3D when it came out. Me neither. I saw it in 2D. And I was like, that's a movie, I guess. It's kind of disappointing from the guy who made Titanic and Terminator 2 and how huge of a, sh- a fucking... Besides people watching Avatar and losing their minds for Avatar and being the number one movie of the year, like this movie was marketed insane. Again, I, wanted, I need to show you the trailers for it. It was like, the man who brought you Terminator, <laughs> Titanic, Two Lies, his next big movie, ah, Avatar. Like It was like the biggest thing in the fucking planet. And it's fine. It was fine. <laughs> Years gone by. This movie's funny. It's a joke. Haha. James Cameron's making his sequels. Whatever. Whatever the hell. I go see Avatar. I was curious. Like, I need to see this thing. I go to El Salvador. You guys go watch Avatar. Whatever the hell. And so I sit down and watch Avatar in 3D at Alamo Draft House. And the first part of the movie is like, man, this is whatever. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Then we get to the water. Then we get <laughs> to the fucking water. First of all, uh George the Way of Water. George the Way of Water. George Cruz is a person who does not like the zoo very much. It kind of bums me out. Not a big fan of it. I fair part of the zoo was when the, the prairie dogs at our local zoo escaped and they were hanging out everywhere. And then they moved the prairie dogs somewhere. They're all good, but they don't live there anymore. But the aquarium, I fucking love the aquarium. And folks, this is a very expensive aquarium ride where you're hanging out with whales and you're hanging out in the reef and it's all good times. And also, there's avatar people also. But uh, the whales and the stuff, that's great. That's fantastic, whatever. And I thought that was fine. That was pretty good. That was fun. I like that. That was all right. Then I saw an IMAX high frame at 3D and I'm here to tell you 
Give me Avatar 3, give me Avatar 4, <laughs> give me Avatar 5. I want to live in Pandora, baby. Let's fucking go. But this story is nothing. But, uh, but oh, yeah. this story is nothing. Uh, this, all I have to say is, the story here is not very good, but the special effects that they did with the water and the whales is just amazing. I think it's awesome as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie, what did you think of this movie? Uh, I really like the whales. Yeah, the whales are pretty good. <laughs> Finally, a good whale, you know what I'm saying? It is a little silly when they start talking and they don't tell you that it talks. And when the first thing it says is like, it's too painful. <laughs> it's a little funny. I was kind of all I, in. I, but I, was... <laughs> I gotta say, I was laughing yeah, when... Okay. Uh, when uh, the the scene where spoilers the scene where they kill that mother whale that was very upsetting I did not yeah like it was that a bummer scene. yeah but afterwards when uh, Kate Winslet was like she was a composer yeah. I, was like, I know a lot of people don't like it I was <laughs> all in I also I love how they're like you know it was so well but actually because of all this brain stuff it's actually smarter than us they have like relationships yeah. family yeah. like. in the way this was like the smartest thing on the planet and it's fucking dead now isn't that funny guys. <laughs> Which yeah. is very weird. I, I still felt bad, but it was just really funny. <laughs> I was all in. I was all in. I was into their peace, uh, fucking tree hugging bullshit, as James Cameron calls it. I was all in. Um, but yeah, you you like the whales? I do like the whales. That's literally my main takeaway yeah. of the movie. That the whales were awesome, and I agree that everything, the water was lovely, lovely. Uh, Ryan Lance. I couldn't have reached for a gun to kill myself quick enough. Come on. But you didn't find I, this I'm, film perfectly palatable? No, 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 no. It's just like, it's about nothing. Yes, I agree. It's about nothing. The characters are all nothing. I agree. The relationships are the most, like, atomic family, bare, barest of the bones. I agree. And... I think Sam Worthington's a little more better in this one wow he's a little he's he's done a few more films it's clearly i love i love his dreads they look so good they do not they look horrible oh i don't know about that like um i mean i don't like the dreads but they just look real i hate the the villain i hate the villain reveal i hate the villain's motive which is talking about steven lang can i ask a question yeah i why was this group Trying to kill Jake Silver. Okay. Because, just met. Okay, so let's go back. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Let Ryan go, and then we'll go back to the stuff that doesn't work about this movie. But I'll hang on to I, it. I couldn't stop thinking about that. I'm like, why are they doing this? It seems like a lot that Edie Falco and this whole RMA are like, we gotta kill this guy. It is number one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like is it really? The entire U.S. military. <laughs> this guy. Needs to and travel across the galaxy, the universe. <laughs> To kill one man in a weird blue robot body. He's Torak Makto. Anyways, continue, Ryan. Yes, please. But, like, it's, there. there's nothing, like, of value here. The script, it's, yeah, I agree, it's nothing. You could, <laughs> we like, could host it, we could put the laptop on here and it'd be more useful, Yeah, probably. exactly. <laughs> and there's so much to it, though. Like, it just keeps it's going. It's a long movie. <laughs> it tries to, like, bring you into this world that just feels so, like, hollow and, like, I don't understand what people do all day besides talk to their animals. Exactly, yeah. And like, the seems like a simpler life, if you ask me. <laughs> it's just like, y- yes, the visual effects are very like cool and fun, but like, if that's all that's going for it, then I might as well just be at a theme park. And that's it's, exactly what I'm saying. But then whoa, it's, whoa, then, whoa, but then it's, <laughs> but then it's, but then it's, <laughs> then it's just not a movie. Like, it's just not a movie. Like, am I supposed to self-insert myself as Jake's 
Jake Sully. <laughs> Am I? Because like he's he's. I don't know. Are you? I don't know. <laughs> I am I, like, Jake I'm Sully. So... <laughs> I am Jake Sully. <laughs> I'm just I'm just like fascinated by by all of this, and everyone's all like, "Wow, they made this!" Like they make so much stuff. Like any animated movie looks better than this. Oh, I go fuck yourself. Uh, I will not. That's where I'll draw the line. Okay, here's what I'll say. Is the story in this movie nonsense? Is it nothing? It's yes. It's there's nothing. Is it a theme park ride? Absolutely. I fucking love this theme park ride. And there was value. What I'll say is there is value not as a movie like the story they're telling, but there is value in the hard work that these people have put in to make this real. I am not shitting you. I am. I'm here to tell you. I'm the guy who saw Avatar: High Frame and IMAX 3D, and I don't know what was real and what wasn't real. I couldn't tell anymore. I don't know. Is this water. Everything is. What, these are Navi are real. This whale is my friend. This water, I can drink it. I am not joking. It just looked real to me. It was amazing. I, I would. I would occasionally think that way, but then like I'd see scenes with a human kid and be like, oh yeah, this is all yeah, fake, horrible, yeah, yeah. awful world. <laughs> Spider is not great. Spider. Because, like, he also looks... <sighs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he looks weird, but, like, he's just a kid. And, like, he's also not a great actor, but he's a kid. He's really I, bad, I, though. I he's hate really the, bad. I hate the hair they gave him. I hate the outfit they gave him. When, like, he is human scientist taking care of him. Give him a regular shirt and jeans. He doesn't need to dress like that. Maybe they find it entertaining. <laughs> Horrified men or <laughs> some. No, you, know, some, you know, sometimes it's, it's not cool knowing who your parents are. <laughs> you know, my dad's not like other dads. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, like some dads. You know, it's like, you, but not like other dads. Um, other dads are alive. Um, but yeah, Carrie, the motive is basically like the villains of the first movie, they all died because uh-huh. Jake Sully's wife. And now they're... And now there are robots who were uploaded and they were told like, hey, he killed, you don't know this because you're a robot, <laughs> but he killed you and you want to kill him now. I'm like, all right, cool. I want to kill oh him now. God. So I'll stop at nothing to kill this guy. Steve, okay, that, I will say that month, Stephen Lang is so goddamn good, but he is, he's a Navi. He's less good. Yeah. I miss old yeah. hoorah Stephen. Again, here's the part I was like, he goes, <laughs> he says, you may kill us Marines. But we'll regroup in hell. Hoorah! Separate fire. I was like, fuck yeah! Let's fucking go, baby! Let's fucking go! I fucking love how cartoon of a villain, like, he, this fucking January 6th motherfucker. I love it so much. I've He's, seen that so much of that one guy. Yeah, like, with the Oakleys. Um, but yeah, like, again, yes, this movie's nothing. I don't know. I think, technically, so that, what is it? What do we do with Avatar The Way of Water? Is Avatar The Way of Water a good movie? No. Is it going to be good when it comes out on Blu-ray and 4K? Am I going to... No. Because it's it's effervescent. It's like cotton candy. Like it's cotton candy and I'm a raccoon when I, and I put it in water and it's gone. Because it's only good in a movie theater and it's only like the novelty. So does that make it valuable? Probably not. But I think the, the, the cool shit that people worked hard on doing it for this theater experience is really neat. It's a cool attraction ride. And I guess that's all it is, but that's still something. Whereas, I want to play that Avatar game, and I want to go on that Avatar ride on Disney, and I want to see Avatar 3, 4, and 5. Um, so we'll see, but it's not a good movie. I am shocked. Okay, even the person who likes this movie and was thinking of watching it a third time, and I might still, I'm shocked that it's posting the numbers that 
that James Cameron probably said this is going to do as good as Avatar 1. I am shocked that people are actually going to the right. movie theater <laughs> that, to watch Avatar. I was thinking that More than Black like, Panther. I was, I was yeah, thinking that's of like... crazy. <laughs> more like, than the Batman. That's insane. Because like, like, for a movie to do this well, it has to get like the normal people. Yes. And like, this is a movie about blue aliens yep. who look disgust, like yep. disgusting freaks. Yeah, you know, I And people are like, I love this. And it's like... I don't it get is it. weird. I don't get I it. Feels, I, I cannot comprehend that. Like, like I didn't see Avatar in a theater when the first one came out, but it feels as weird. Yeah. It's like, why is everyone watching this? It's like, all right, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah. Why are, more like, than the Batman? <laughs> <laughs> the Robert Pattinson hate is still so strong. Yeah, that's I can't true. Believe it. Yeah. Unacceptable, really. Mm-hmm. Ryan is like scound, like baby walking around not knowing what he's doing, as Nateri said. <laughs> Um, I don't know. What else did they? Kate Winslet is in this movie as this. Uh, I didn't know. It was, once I knew it was Kate Winslet, it was obvious it was Kate Winslet. But before that, I was like, "Who's Kate Winslet?" And then it's like, "Oh, that's clearly Kate Winslet crying about this whale." Um, what's the last thing we got to say about Avatar: The Way of Water? I think how much James Cameron doesn't give a fuck about this script. He's like, "I don't that's give a fuck." Funny. The fact <laughs> that when they get the whale. And they drill the, the hole in the whale and they grab this stuff. This stuff is worth five billion dollars in its <laughs> eternal youth. It is the most valuable thing. But what about the fucking unobtainium? What happened to that? Like, what? They need it anymore. They need a new thing. It's a new whale. You know what? Great. Again, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, go fuck yourself. I don't care. Anyways, that's Avatar The Way of Water. Um, good look. Uh, I guess, I think, was Avatar 3 is the... Something about the Ash people. Yeah, it's Fire Ash. Avatar. Yeah. Oh. And James Cameron was like, right now you've only met like the good Navi, but there is like oh, bad Navi. Oh my god. Uh. They are naughty. <laughs> <laughs> so what shade of blue are these guys gonna be? Or are they gonna be red? I assume they're gonna be red. Ooh. I don't know. That's gonna be fun. Only Ewa knows, Ryan. Only Ewa mm. knows. <laughs> anyway, see you in 2024 for that. Yeah. I was gonna go into a whole Avatar thing. No. We should. <laughs> Anyways, is each movie gonna have a different kind of avatar? That'd be pretty silly. Well, no. For, by four, I assume we're gonna go on Earth. I assume by the fourth one we go on Earth. Oh, and yeah. we have like Navi scaling. And then we get to see what the Earth looks like, how bad it is. That would be awesome. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> All for like you know like Earth looking like crap because like I mean have you seen yeah. it? Yeah. As I gesture out the window, it already looks horrible. It does look pretty bad. Man, I hate Avatar so much. <laughs> I like Avatars, but I've wound up again just in the context of going in a movie theater and watching it. But I what? had a good time. <laughs> Anyways, January M three gun M three gun. Definitely have not seen M three gun. Nope, nope. No thoughts on it. The only thing I'll say right now is I still think it's weird that they put the three there because you know you just just because Megan two Megan's done. There you go. Yeah. But now you're fucked. You're gonna have to call it Megan three without the three in the middle. What is this amateur hour? Fuck that. Anyways, <laughs> a man called Otto. Everyone hey. is going crazy about a man called Otto. <laughs> They're just laughing. At it. I'm hearing that it is just a past Avatar: The Way of Water. Actually, man, people love Otto. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Um, Heart favorite? of gold. Yeah. Tom Hanks is Otto. He's grumpy. All I can say is my parents are watching this uh, right now. Right. <laughs> 
Maybe we could expect a real-time text. Um, now, Otto guy, he's different. He's a little different. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom was a fan of this movie. She said it was pretty good, but also pretty depressing. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, maybe I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Plane. The plane was just the beginning. <laughs> Remember when we went to see Glass Onion and they played this trailer in front of the movie? And we were like, oh wow, this looks bad. And then at the end of the trailer, it's like, plane! And it's like, oh, this looks amazing. <laughs> like, the best part, like, is in the trailer, it's like, the plane was just the beginning. Because, like, it has a plane crash, right. like, they're all on the island, and it's like, the movie's called Plane! Like, I thought that was what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, I, I almost saw this movie the other day because I was bored I one night. Um, but I was like, I can't watch this alone. <laughs> yeah, we still gotta watch Moonfall. We do. God, it's too many. Did movies. you see um, what's the one with the the asteroid? Or, oh, not the asteroid. What is it? The one? It's like knowing, but not knowing. What the fuck is it? Moonfall. No, is that your old butler, like, Grace? Greenland. 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 <laughs> It's his Elvis movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I did not see Greenland. I heard it was actually good. Oh. So it makes me want to see it a little less, to be honest. But <laughs> they did have, I went to Ben's Game Zone recently. They uh-huh. did have that DVD for $2. Yeah. So maybe might might pick up. Chin Ultraman. Hideki right? He wrote it. He wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I wanted to see this the other day, but... I got the dates wrong for when it was because it was only like a like a two day thing. Oh yeah, my little brother already saw it. Um, of course he did. Yeah, nerd. <laughs> um, but like when I realized it, that it was shown in theaters, it was just the dub version of it. And normally oh, I'm fine yeah. with seeing a dub of like an animated. Yeah. Thing, but like for a live action thing, yes, I weird. physically, yeah, I, yeah. I physically cannot do that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not paying sixteen dollars yeah, to go yeah. to a gross theater. Yeah. To watch a dub live action Japanese movie. I'm not doing Only that. time it's acceptable is in an Italian horror movie. Yes. No, like, that's this pretty is good. nice. Yes. This is any other time I'm like, ew, gross. Yes. Yeah. Can't can't stand it. But yeah, I've heard <clears throat> this is very fun and Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it as well. Sick. What is this? This is a peacock uh Great. slasher film from the writer of some of the Scream movies. No. Oh. Um and it takes place I've seen it. I will talk about it, but I've seen it. And it takes place um, April 2020. What do you think people were doing back then? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. (laughs) So basically, it's about these two friends who went to quarantine in one of their uh, parents' uh, cabin in the middle of nowhere. And then a slasher movie happens. Why is it called Sick? Because everyone's everyone's sick. Oh! You heard of COVID, Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Skinnamarinky Dinky Dink. I love you. Um, again, another movie you guys definitely have not seen. Definitely not. Um, Skin of a Rink. Um, I guess I'm gonna try to describe this movie though I haven't seen it. Uh, it is a bizarrely shot, like, found footage, but not really about a little kid. I'm just making this up at this point. It's, so, this movie blew up because it was shown at, like, a bunch of film festivals. Uh-huh. But one of them, like, had, like, a glitch, apparently. So, someone was able to pirate the movie and put it online. So, like... It blew up. Oh, I got a following. It, it, bl- it, it blew That's up on like Reddit and big... TikTok. Well, because it didn't have distribution. Before no, no, it no. Up, it was it? Yeah, no. no. Um, and it only like got distribution because people were talking about it. Yeah. And then I think um, IFC and Shutter were like, "Ooh." 
I'm um, surprised Shudder didn't jump on that sooner. I mean, honestly. it's it's a very like, like it was just made in someone's house, so yeah. like it probably was just like they might have not even known it existed. <laughs> they might have not. Yeah. not. But yeah, Joe Bob didn't know. About it. Yeah. But yeah, it's about um, two little kids. Um, they wake up in their home, and their parents are gone, and all the doors and windows of their house are gone. It's just blank walls, so they're sealed in the house. And maybe there's maybe there's some spooky stuff going on. Who knows what's know. going on? I don't know. And it shot very like experimental, non-traditional film, 1995 uh, VHS recorder video style mm-hmm. is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we might have more to say about that. Yeah, the weird thing about it is I was expecting it to be day and date on Shutter, so I clicked on it. I was like, it's not, not yet. Not no, yet. I think I think they just said later this year. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Missing. Oh, this is the... Searching. Yeah, the yeah. next movie. Like, Well, it's not really, but it's made by the same people, same format as yeah. Searching, but different. Um, it's about a girl whose uh, mom goes On a vacation, yeah. And then it's like, oh, then, she never came back? And then she does a John show. Yeah. She does a big John show. I need to rewatch Searching. Yeah. yeah it's it's a, a solid movie. Yeah, it's been a while. 2019? 18? Fuck, Feels hell. more like 18. I don't yeah. know. A long time ago. God damn. Anyways, Infinity Pool. Hell yeah. Brandon Cronenberg. Bro, baby. Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Uh. <laughs> Infinity Pool. Uh oh. Oh no. Uh, so what's this? Get, him, get this guy out of here. Skarsgård. What's the first name of this guy? Skarsgård? Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård is a writer, and his oh. wife is rich. And they go on, like, let's go, you know, hang out. Maybe you'll get some inspiration. And then the worst thing that could possibly happen is Mia Goth. Is you run into Mia Goth. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, Listen, we would love that. Yeah. We would cherish the experience. But think of a normal person. Uh, they would get enlightened. <laughs> oh, they would get some culture. Also, I, I at this it, point, yes. I want to see a cure for wellness. Is also the yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. Movie We've night. been there since the beginning. Yes. <laughs> I saw it happen. I saw a tweet that yeah. someone was like, uh, now that M- M- Mia Goth is getting more popular, I hope people will go back and revisit Gore Verbinski's masterpiece, Cooper Willis. I was like, Listen, thank you. We saw it and we were like, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> and what is going on with my horse being so fast? Um, anyways, I saw a second, a different trailer for this. And I don't know if you've seen the second trailer for this. Or have you only seen the one trailer where it's really cryptic. Like, I saw a second show that pretty much explained the, the movie. First, I think I've only seen the first like, show. Ex- I don't know what the movie's about. Yeah. So I do now, and I'm a little less excited about oh, it. No. But we'll see. It's weird. I don't want to spoil Again, yeah. I, it's better than, yeah, I didn't, I was not happy that I saw the trailer. Mm. I saw it in front of the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship oh, of the was weird. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways, yeah. I mean, I'm not super excited, but I'll watch it. I mean, there's not much going on in January, and I like Mia Goth, and sure. I'm a, I'm a big, I have, I've only seen Possessor, but I was going to say I'm a big Brandon Cronenberg fan. Has he made other big stuff, though? I think he made one other film before Possessor. Viral or something? Yeah, it was like a short thing. Just like a, not short, like a limited thing. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I love Possessor, so very excited. Mm. Me and Goth can do anything, so. Yeah, she's pretty good. Anyways, that's January. Not a lot of stuff. I mean, honestly, for the most part, it looks like your normal weird January. Yeah. There's not your dumb, like, I guess Plane would be, like, the dumb yeah. action kind of film. It's I think like, M3Gen would be that, but I think they knew what they had and what they were doing. Here's the thing. I don't think they did. You Are you serious? I, I think I think they didn't, they didn't, 
did not think the dance stuff would blow up as big as it did. Well, we'll see. Because we'll talk about that it. That blew up on the internet. Oh uh, yeah, it's awesome. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it then. <laughs> Anyways, M three again. Um, that's a podcast, I guess. Ryan Lance, where can people find you? If you go to www. Wait, sorry. Http colon slash slash www.letterbox.com slash film piece. That is my letterbox account. You can see my thoughts on various movies I've seen. I rewatched The Shining recently. I bought in 4K. The 4K, yeah. 4K looks nice. very good. I've seen a bit of it. It looks really, really good. It's a very good, very good uh, 4K. And then I'm, after that, I was like, you know what? I'm also, you know what? It, I know it's 11, but I'm going to watch uh, Dr. Sleep, the director's cut again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, very good movie. Um, I, I, I feel so sorry for all those uh, limp dick idiots <laughs> who think it's a bad movie. Because, my God, that's a great movie. <laughs> Were you sleepy after it? Because it was sleepy. 2 a.m. <laughs> it was 2 a.m. I was Did very Dr. tired. Did Dr. Sleep usher you to the afterlife with his magical cat? Listen, <laughs> all I'm saying is if a cat also has The Shining, it's a good movie. True. Carrie, where can folks find you? Uh, if you go to Letterboxd and look up the film Puka and then <laughs> sort reviews by most popular on the entire website, I'm at the top. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's me, Carrie, with my Puka review. I am slowly becoming the most popular review of the Into the Dark movie Pure. Because, like, I'll get, like, likes on it, and then I'll look, and I'm like, I am moving up. I am, like, The movie's not very likes. good. I, my other, uh... New Year, New You. That yeah, yeah, keeps yeah. getting likes because I made fun of Elon Musk in the review when Hell it first yeah. came out, and now everyone keeps being like, eh, Elon Musk. So, <laughs> evergreen review. Yes. <laughs> It's good that we jumped I'm up. See how far Ryan is on this pure. I, yeah, moving, you're 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 not. I'm the, moving up. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not like a big social media person, so I don't expect to get a lot of like likes on things. So when I get something like that, that like, like, huh, that's interesting. Not a very good movie, pure. It's fine. It's all right. Or Enter the Dark thing is totally fine. Anyways, yeah, I was uh, just checking. Mine is still at the top. Just nice. Just there you go. <laughs> um, and you can find. I don't think I have anything popular on Letterboxd. No, I don't think I have anything. I might, but I don't think so. Someday. Someday. A review of Avatar 3. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Anyway, you can find me uh, at jcruzoliverse26. Yes. Yeah, that's me. Um, I will re-, re At this point, by the time this podcast is up, I would have watched the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy probably. See what I think of it, because I don't remember anything about the Two Towers at all. My favorite is the last one. I remember that when I watched that. I thought it was incredible. Mm-hmm. But I, it's, been, it's, Very good. it's been a decade since Specifically, I've seen Specifically, I like the scene with the You'll see the scene with the king when he starts singing. I'm like, this is one of the best scenes ever, I think. Good movies. Anyways, uh, until next time. Bob, oh, actually, real quick. Um, we're getting close to our best of... Not yet. We do it around Oscar time, so that's March. So, um, I mean, we'll be, I mean, we're pretty caught up, I feel, already. I, I think I just need to watch Tar. I need to watch RRR and Tar. I and the Fable also ones. want to watch RRR. I need to watch that. But point being is I'm saying it, that, hey, it's coming soon. The definitive, finally, we'll find out what is the best movie of 2022, finally. And uh, so, you know, don't stay up at night uh, looking for that skinny marinky man. Uh, you go really to bed. should not. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't go, you know, in the middle of the night. Don't get a glass of water. Just stay in bed. Anyways. And listen to our podcast. And listen yes. to our podcast. Until next time, bye-bye.